Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, and wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. Folks, every single week, if you're a new listener, I bring you one podcast episode at this time where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security. And everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. If you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Christian Brindle. I own and operate a company called Christian Brindle Insurance Services located about 20 minutes outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we work with people in 10 states on their Medicare health plans, whether it be Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage plans. um, And we're independent, meaning that we have access to all of the different um, insurance carriers in the industry for the most part. So basically we're a brokerage. We can work with people in various different shapes, sizes, situations. I've published three books about insurance, two specifically about Medicare, including the ever popular insurance funnel, nine simple tests. Every insurance policy must pass before purchase, which is my formula for narrowing down an insurance policy for clients of my own. Been very, very popular. Came out earlier this year. Go and pick it up on Amazon, the insurance funnel by Christian Brindle. Anyway, folks, um, Thank you so much for for tuning in with me today. And I'm I'm really, really um actually pretty happy that we've narrowed down our schedule because for those of you who've been listening to us for some time, you know that our schedule has fluctuated over the over the years. Um we've done one episode a week, we've done two episodes every single week. And for the past year, up until about two or three weeks ago, we were doing three episodes a week each and every week, pumping out the content for you, which I really much enjoyed doing, but with all the other projects that we we were taking on, we were forced to downgrade to one episode a week. So now we bring you one episode a week on Monday, but I feel like it just helps me do a better show for you. Point blank, I think it helps me do a better show for you in terms of being able to give you quality content instead of, you know, really, really pushing to deliver the three shows that maybe might not be as good because we're kind of pushing to get that content out. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're not a radio station, a production company. We're an insurance agency. So for us to put out the amount of content that I'd like, I think at some point, I think we'll be able to do it. But as we grow as a company, but for now, we kind of got to make sure that we're focusing on those other projects. And the main project right now is putting out YouTube videos on our main YouTube channel, the Christian Brindle YouTube channel, um, educational Medicare videos, which at the, at the, at the, at the moment, Last couple of weeks, we've been able to pump out anywhere between three to six a week, depending on the week. So if you're not subscribed to that, go over and check it out. 
Folks, an article came out that really, really caught my eye and it was very, very interesting to me about the potential possibility, not even the possibility, but the likelihood in this article's opinion anyway, about Medicare running out of money sooner than we might think. Now, of course, it's just an opinion, but it was put out by the Kaiser Health News um, website. It was an article put out July 22nd of 2020 by Julie Rovner. And it basically, and I'll read you a little bit of the article in a second here, but basically it talks about with everything that's going on in our country with, you know, with the COVID pandemic that just seems to never end. Um, and also the possibilities of, you know, the Medicare program covering more people than they are being able to get funds back in the form of Medicare Part B premiums and also FICA taxes, right? With Social Security and Medicare taxes and um, that they're they're taking in less money than they're 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 putting out, which of course leads to insolvency. Insolvency meaning not liquid in terms of financials. It's an interesting time, is it not? I have been one of the only voices that I'm aware of that has basically brought up the possibility that maybe in the next 10 years that Medicare might not be here. Now, do if, if I had to bet, if I was a betting man and I had to bet my money on the likelihood of A, it's going to be here in 10 years, or B, it's not, I'd probably put my money on A. I think that it's probably going to be here in the next 10 years. My family, which basically you know is a multi-generational um, family in terms of working with people on Medicare. My dad has been working with people on Medicare since the late 80s, early 90s. For those of you that know my story, I started out working with him when I was 20. But I remember one thing my dad telling me early on in my career when I would hear these kind of whispers is he would say, you know, we've heard things and rumors and circulations about Medicare going away for 20 years, for 30 years. And they always find a way to fund it. They always find a way to pull money from somewhere and they find a way to keep the program going. And I've talked about this too. And so that's why I particularly believe that I think it's too big at this point And I think it's too, too many people depend on it for them to just pull the plug on it. I think if anything, I've, I've seen the trends get stronger for it. The funding has gone up. The programs have gotten better. And so we've actually seen evidence to kind of support the contrary of it going away. But I thought this article was something that was interesting. It was put out by a credible, reputable um, you know, platform. So I thought it was something that I'd, I'd like to talk about. And at the end of the day, do we not need to consider the possibility of something tragic happening? Sometimes things sneak up on us. We don't always see them coming. Think about COVID. I first started hearing about the coronavirus. The first time I think I ever heard the term coronavirus was last December. But at the time, I was thinking that, you know, from everything I heard anyway, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. It, it was something that was taking place in Asia, other places. Might be a couple people here and there, Americans that get it, but it, it probably won't be as big of a deal here. Naively, I thought that. And 
Then before you know it, in February, March, it just exploded in America. Nobody saw what was coming. I don't think. Nobody that I knew. And I think anybody that says they saw it coming, I don't know if I particularly believe them. Things sneak up on you, especially tragedies. That's why they call them tragedies. If you could prepare for it, if you had the hindsight or the, or the, I should say the, the forecast to be able to look ahead and be like, this is coming, this is happening, you could prepare for it much easier. When it, whether it be natural disasters, whether you have uh, an earth, a giant earthquake that, that, that just ravishes an area, or whether you have a hurricane. Usually with hurricanes, you have some kind of notice, but you don't know all the details. I mean, tsunami in certain parts of the world, a pandemic a disease that spreads rapidly over the globe that starts in China. I mean, whatever, no matter what it is, we do not particularly see it coming. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's here, and it's like it punched you in the face, and you never would have saw the punch coming. That could be Medicare running out of money. And if Medicare ever does run out of money and the program becomes insolvent, I don't think we're going to see it coming, personally. I think it's going to sneak up on us if it does happen. Now, like I said, if I was a betting man, I would vote for option A of it being here in 10 years. I think all the signs point to that. But got to consider the possibility in my personal opinion, and that's what this episode is going to be about today. So anyway, folks, um, I have to take a quick break here from this week's sponsor. I will be right back in segment two, and I will read you a little bit about this article, and I'll give you my personal two cents about it. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that sponsor break. This is episode 211 of the Everything Medicare podcast, the number one place to get Medicare information on the internet today and the most influential Medicare podcast on the internet. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. Folks, let's kind of jump into this article here about Medicare running out of money. So the article is titled, Another Problem on the Health or um, Horizon, Medicare is Running Out of Money. Like I mentioned in segment one, it was put out by um, Kaiser Health News, and it was written by Julie Rovner on July 22nd of 2020. Interesting story. It kind of caught my eye. So it starts out by saying, everyone involved, even, um, even relatively in healthcare today, is completely consumed by the coronavirus pandemic, as they should be. The pandemic is accelerating a problem that used to be front and center in health circles, the impending insolvency of the Medicare program. So I'm going to kind of skip ahead in this a little bit. Um, With record numbers of Americans out of work, fewer payroll taxes are rolling in to fund Medicare spending. 
the numbers of beneficiaries are rising and Congress dipped into Medicare's reserves to help fund the COVID-19 relief efforts this spring. Yeah, there's no such thing as free money, folks. They have to take that money from somewhere. Obamacare dipped into the Medicare budget quite a bit. So the more they dip their fingers into the Medicare budget, the closer we get to insolvency. The article continues. It says, I think we have a real impending health care crisis, said Dr. David Shulkin, who was undersecretary for health at the Department of Veterans Affairs under President Barack Obama for two years and then led the VA for another year under Donald Trump. In April, Medicare trustees reported that the Part A trust fund, which pays for hospital and other inpatient care, would start to run out of money as soon as 2026. That is the same as the projection in 2019, but the trustees cautioned at the time that their predictions did not include the impact of COVID-19 on the trust fund. Given the uncertainty associated with these impacts, the trustees believe that it is not possible to adjust the estimates accurately at this time. That's a little disconcerting. The article continues to say, others who make projections agree that the insolvency date could be even closer, maybe as close as 2023. So basically, the article continues to say, you know, that Medicare was projected to run out of money in 2026 before the pandemic. The pandemic has caused that date to come quite a bit closer as soon as 2023. Some were saying 2024. This is the bottom line. Anytime you have a program or a business that is taking in less money than they're putting out in terms of benefits or services or whatever the case might be, it's a slippery slope. Now, government programs are, of course, a little different than businesses. I mean, you have programs like, you know, uh, you have programs like Medicaid. You have programs like, you know, uh, housing subsidized, subsidized housing and things like that that probably aren't taking in money really relatively. They're just putting money out. And so some people could make the argument that Medicare could just continue to do that. But the Medicare program was always designed to take money back in and basically put it in the government's pocket and save it for you for later because they don't think that we can take care of our own finances. And for the most part, they're probably right about that. For most people, the numbers back that up. Americans do not do a great job in saving, investing, planning for retirement. They're just trying to get they're just trying to get through the day for the most part. Get their coffee drink. I love this McDonald's coffee by the way. Oh, I know it's bad, but it's $1.50 for any size. I mean, that's what I've been drinking quite a bit of lately. It's fantastic, but I digress. Um the government knows that. It's the same it's the same model as Social Security. You pay into the program throughout your entire working life. I've done episodes before where I stated that the Social Security program as well as the Medicare program was not designed to be someone's – well, the, let's start with the Social Security program. The Social Security program was not designed to basically 
be someone's livelihood when they retire. It was designed to be a little bit of a cushion. It was designed for, you know, you have your life savings or your retirement in the bank or you have a pension and social security was just like a little bit of a cushion to kind of help make it a little bit more comfortable for you. That's what they had in mind in the 1960s when they passed the social security program. It has it has since become 50, 60 years later for a lot of people, their livelihood to where social security, their social security check every month is designed is basically in their eyes to pay for everything, rent, food. I mean, if they don't have it, they don't eat basically. And so the program was designed in a certain way. It has since become something that people rely on so much more than it was ever designed to be. And that's where the problem lies. It's designed to be a program where they're taking in money and then putting money back out. But it's gotten to the point where they're putting so much more money out than they're getting back in. It's almost like there's a ship with a hole hole in the bottom and it's leaking water. And it's out in the middle of the ocean and they're trying to figure out ways to plug up the hole. They're, They're basically, they have buckets and they're filling the buckets with water and throwing them back overboard, but the, the water's coming in faster than they can get the water out. With a program, whether it's government-related or not, that is designed to take money in and then put money back out, it's almost similar to a business, if you will. It'd almost be like, you know, if, say, Apple was hemorrhaging money to basically get people their iPhones and they weren't making as they weren't making money and a profit. I mean, there'd be a big problem there in the business world. This is pretty much the same thing. Now, fast forward to what the solution is. I mean, per- personally, I don't exactly know what the solution is. There's smarter people than me that are supposed to come up with these solutions. At least I would hope. Some of us might doubt that. But Like I said at the beginning of the episode, my family has seen a lot transpire in the last two to three decades with the Medicare program, and they always find a way to fund it. They always find a way to make it work, and what we have seen primarily the last couple of years is the funding for programs like Medicare Advantage and what they're able to do and what Medicare is able to cover has grown, taking a step forward and not taking a step back, which basically means <clears throat> that, in my opinion, that they have no um, plans on letting this program fall apart. At least that's basically what it looks like for me from the outside looking in. I would imagine that you, we would see basically med- the Medicare program taking steps back you know, cutting funding, less benefits, less coverage for the people on Medicare instead of more. I think we would probably see that first before we actually saw the whole thing implode. And we haven't seen that yet. No matter how much news you watch, no matter how much you pay attention, no matter how much you read up about the topic, there's stuff going on behind the scenes 
with any gigantic political um, issue or topic that the us, the public have no idea about. So they might have a plan in place that we don't know about. Who knows? But it's something I think we need to pay attention to. What would replace Medicare if it went away? Would it be socialized medicine? No. I mean, if it was socialized medicine, I think that'd be a horrible thing for our country. And I've made that very, very clear on my feelings on that. Between the the poor care, the wait times, the increase in taxes. You think your premiums are bad now. Wait till you pay those taxes. You're paying premiums for socialized medicine, by the way. You're just paying them in a form of taxes instead of paying a monthly premium. And the increase in taxes for the most part, for most people, unless you're in poverty levels, would probably be three to four to five times as much as you were paying in premiums. That's not the answer. And you're getting worse coverage for it, basically. Because ask anybody that lives in a country that has socialized medicine, they are unhappy with the quality of care. I did an article, I did an episode um, last year about how in 2018, I think it was 2018, I'm kind of going by memory at this point, but I think 70 to 80,000 Canadians came here to get surgeries done and just paid out of pocket when they could have done it for free in their own country. Why would they do that? Because their quality of care is nonsense. It's ridiculous. And they know it. I know a lot of people from England, you know, from the UK that have socialized medicine over there. And they came here and they get on the Medicare program and they get on other health insurance programs and they just can't believe anybody would want to bring that here and mess up what we got going on here. It's been, for the most part, a disaster anywhere it's been done. People say, well, Christian, what about Switzerland? Have you seen the tax rate in Switzerland? I'm not going to Switzerland. I don't want to pay those taxes in Switzerland. Free does not mean free. There is no such thing as free. Mm -mm. So it'd be interesting to see what would happen if the Medicare system did fall apart. I don't think that would be the answer, but there's a lot of people in our government that would like that to be the answer. I think that'd be a humongous mistake and a step backwards, and I think it, uh, the people would suffer. Is our healthcare system perfect? Absolutely not. Is the Medicare program perfect? Absolutely not, but that is not the answer. It's something for us to keep an eye on. Because um, disasters do not always give a bunch of warning. Like this pandemic, it can sneak up on you and then you snap your fingers and before you know it, you're stuck in your house wearing a mask, not able to go anywhere. Anyway, folks, um, thank you so much for taking the time today and being here with me. I so much love doing this show for you each and every week. If you're on Medicare or you're about to be on Medicare and you just feel like you could use some help, you're lost, you're confused, you're not sure if what you have is the best thing, my company can work with you if you live in one of the 10 states that we're licensed to do business in. Those 10 states are as follows. Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, Texas, Virginia, South Carolina, and Florida. Again, that's Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, Texas, South Carolina, 
Virginia and Florida. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340, or you're welcome to shoot me an email at christianb at xmission.com. Christian B at X, X like x-ray, mission, like you're going on a mission.com. Christian B at xmission.com. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love the opportunity to be able to work with you. And folks, um, I hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll have another episode for you next Monday. Take care.